Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. This is the Fighting Cock Podcast. I am Ricky. I am joined by 
body. Fucking hell. Do it again. Do it again. This is the Fighting Cock Podcast. I am Ricky. I am joined by... Fucking hell! Ricky, do it again. Do it again. Start again. Do it again. We'll be here all night. We will. Boy! Boy! This is the Fighting Cock Podcast. I am Ricky. I am joined by Barney, T and Flav. A week with not a lot really to talk about, but we have a preview of Florentina, West Ham... Why do we hate those East End bastards? Can Poch have Yol? Will Mason be our Captain Marvel? No Fab 2015 update? Sherwood's legacy? And who do we think should go given the choice out of three of the three stars? <laughs> It's episode 28, season 4 of the Fighting Cop podcast. Welcome, gentlemen. Hello. Good evening. Hello. We've got Ricky Figrade in the house. All right. Cheers for the surname. Yeah, but they know, don't they? No, they don't. Oh, they know so, now. Uh, uh, do you want me to edit it out? Nah. Ah, all right. Uh, Anthony Lombardi. Hello. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> off. <laughs> 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 he fucking gets away with it. My Malcolm X, man. That's <laughs> <laughs> my government name. No one with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Flav. It's my government name. <coughs> it's my money name. So I make all my money. There you go. Rolling deep in drugs. Uh, we haven't got much to talk about this week, so mostly wanking talk. So what you're going to hear is a long fucking pause. <laughs> and listen to this game. <laughs> uh, we have managed to fill the running order with stuff to do with Tottenham. Um, earlier on when we were talking about it, and we do plan this stuff, Yeah. it isn't completely um, unplanned genius. But, uh, yeah, we did plan it, and I was panicking for the first time in in, <laughs> in nearly four seasons. I was like, well, what are we going to talk about? We, we do have previews, and everyone yeah. knows how bad our previews are. I mean, it generally am- amounts to... They, they play 4-4-2? Four, 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 Is it they play 4-4-2? Four, four, yeah. And you shout we're going to beat them 5-0. Yeah, yeah, that's that's essentially it. And there's, there's glory in that, don't get me wrong, but... Um, yeah, I was I was a little bit worried because the, the only kind of main points we have to talk about is Fiorentina and West Ham, and we're going to do our previews in the first half shortly. Actually, I, I actually felt cold sweats today when when everyone was just like, "We've got to talk a lot about Fiorentina." I started, I really started to panic. That's well, you 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 know everything. You're like the <laughs> no, no, I'm not. You're like, you're like Sid Lowe. <laughs> you're, you're, Mar- you're Gabriel Marcotti. Is that right? Yeah, he's, yeah. he's Italian. Isn't he? He's Italian. Yeah, yeah. and uh, who's English. the other one? The pervy one. Tancredi, Palmieri. What a weirdo. I was thinking more, I'm more in the mould of James Hallcastle, that kind of thing. I don't know who he is. Oh, he is on football. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, so we're going to talk about Fiorentina, obviously uh, West Ham. Actually, this I've, I've been asked to do an interview with a West Ham TV fan made uh, West Ham TV show type thing. And I'm always, I always like to get involved in those things, even if it's a, an opponent team, because I like the fact that fans are making their own media and it's kind of shoving in the face of the mainstream media, which is often bollocks. So I've agreed to do this interview, um, but I don't really have much to say about West Ham. I mean, we'll come on to it a little bit, but I, I don't... They hate us. I get it. And I don't want to be... I don't want to take the piss out of them by saying I don't understand why you hate us. There's no reason, really. Um, 
But I was wondering if anyone wants to send in, if they listen to this, send in some reasons or, or things that I should say in this interview, which happens on the about three hours after we release the pod. So it, give me some reasons why we hate West Ham, just so I know what to say. It's a bit of a short turnaround time, isn't it? Well, people listen to it as it comes out, obviously. Of course, yeah. And if not, don't worry, I'll, I'll, I'll wing it. Anyway, <laughs> just make stuff up, mate. What? Anything. Like you once wanted to sign Brett Angel, and we we, signed, <laughs> we turned him down. Just remember him. I, I do, thought, yeah, Brett Everton. I thought he was a wrestler. <laughs> That's Kurt Angle. Oh, Kurt Angle. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky, how are you, mate? It's been a couple of weeks. It's three weeks. It has been a couple of weeks. I'm good, apart from the fact I'm holding a poo in, so... Why didn't you go for one before? Because I wanted to record this, so I was too excited. I didn't know which one to do first. But it keeps you on the edge, keeps it you does, alert. It, does, exactly. it keeps me alert, and uh, my the pitch of my tone might go up a little bit <laughs> when I'm um, starting to touch cloth. But yeah. uh, apart from that, I'm all good, man. You only, good. you only had an hour of sleep. I did have only an hour of sleep. One of my daughters is ill. I know. It's fucking not good, but she... Um, what was it? Gastric flu? Nah, it's just like cough and cold and just bullshit basically and, and like because obviously you know they're ill and they want their parents next to them and stuff like that she's like a fucking cat she's like sleeping on my head and stuff <laughs> it's like, like I'm trying to move and she start crying I'm like alright fine just lay on my face suffocate your dad go on fine <laughs> you, she, she doesn't know that she needs you yeah I know there she, is actually a technique to stop yourself from shitting yourself do you know what it is you got to bang your head with your hand and actually, it actually works, yeah. <laughs> is, this <laughs> is this scientific fact? Yep. Yeah, yeah it is. Google it. I'm dead serious. Yeah. Stephen Hawking's shit. Yeah. Right. I, um, I, I had a colonic once, and that's what they told me. Bang your head if you need a poo. Hang on a second. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, what? You, you, you had a what, mate? Yeah, man, just trying to lose a bit of weight. <laughs> a bit of clean out. Yeah. That's the best shit I've ever had. How did it go? Was it was it coffee in that? Did they have to use I, co- I had a coffee enema once, yeah. What the hell? How many enemas and fucking colonics have you had? Mate, I didn't want to be fat anymore, man. All these fat times are getting me down, so, yeah. Uh, Does that mean you were, previously you were just full of shit? Yeah, exactly. Oh. And now I'm less full of shit. Did the tube <laughs> stay up there easily, or do you have to use an extra large one? Like no, 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 they had to put a bit of vest on there. So you were bullied into having your ass penetrated? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was. I but... pushed back as well. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, how are you, son? Um, I'm good, thank you. <coughs> I haven't got anything to report about... Being kept awake or having my ass invaded, but I'm, I'm okay, thanks. Good. See anything else? No, but banging your head is a scientist. <laughs> bang your head, just a little, just a little couple of bangs in the head, and yeah, stops you. Oh, uh, we got a question. I'm fine, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I uh, we had a question uh, from Chris Chapman on Facebook. He says, "How dull was the weekend without Spurs game to get anxious about?" It, it was almost like it wasn't a proper weekend. I, I, yeah. I didn't know quite what to do. With myself, I feel like international weekends. Yeah, just like I just got no interest of what's going on or anything like that. It's just shit, really. I, t- I twisted it to my um, to my favour. I made sure I spent a lot of time with the girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold on! How did you? How did you? How was your Valentine's weekend? It was pretty, it was pretty good, man. Yeah, the flowers you bought. Those ten pound Morrison's flowers. They fucking ruled. <laughs> he sent us a picture on on WhatsApp saying, "There's no fucking vases in my house. I've got no vases for my flowers." And he sent us a picture and he had two beer bottles. And you're like, they're not fucking. Vi- no wonder you can't fit shit in a beer bottle. One was it? One of those um, Camden Brewery, you know, those gallon pitcher things, yeah. kind of stylish ones you have knocking around your house. Yeah. Yeah. And the other one was like um, a bottle of some sorts. But no, it worked really well because she didn't get me anything. And I got her that. 
So I was in the good books already, and then Saturday cooked some food. So is this how you used um, the, the the fact that there was no football for exactly sexual so, purposes? No, not not for sexual purposes, but just to earn brownie points. Did in the you relationship. get? Did you? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah, weekends. It's business time, man. It's business time. <laughs> I watched that. Uh, was it Flight of the Concord? Yeah, yeah, mate. Yeah. That's so fucking funny. Um, yeah, everyone else, good Valentine's. Is that right? Rick, do you remember when we went to Prague? Uh, for Valentine's Day. Yeah, damn. How the hell did we manage to get out of, of, of doing a Valentine's Day thing with the missus and then manage to fly to Prague to watch Spurs play? Uh, do you remember as well that the Prague fans had that tea photo of it was all white with the big red heart for yeah. Valentine's Day. And they fucked it up as well. Yeah. And then we were singing, uh, you can stick your red roses up, up your ass. Yeah. Singing we love Tottenham more, more than, than you. you. Yeah. And we do. <laughs> that happened at the, was it the Leon or the Inter game? in AVB's first season yeah it was on Valentine's Day I think the anniversary of the AC Milan away win was yesterday mm. it's got mm. a lot of anniversaries I mean the um, 1882 the first ever 1882 was um, three years ago today yeah, yeah it was the, the game down at Charlton yeah, yeah. fantastic memories uh, we've got, it's weird that we've got no 1882 to report but that's just the way it goes now well yeah we're, play, we're, play, we're playing Nottingham Forest this week a few people are making the journey to Nottingham are they really? yeah they, are, they actually inquired about getting a minibus to Nottingham, but I think the club said no. But a few people off the form are going to go. Oh, nice. Absolutely. Well, if we beat them, we have... Uh, who do we have in the next round? I'm not sure, but I think it's televised. Is well, it really? Definitely tablet televised. Is that White Hart Lane? I think so. Yeah, it is at White Hart Lane, because Wendy said. So if that happens and there's enough time, then we'll do an 1882 for that. Yeah. Um, absolutely. OK, so Fiorentina. Bardi, the not floor doing, is yours. Are we not doing Wikipedia first? Nah, it could be you first. Rick, we was going to do Rickypedia. Have you got something? Nah. Do you not want to do it? Nah. All right. (laughs) So your new serious outlook on the fighting cock has lasted how long? Well, I had a good 20 minutes to try and do something. He kept kept coming in with suggestions of how we could improve the show and was like, this isn't the Ricky we know and love. The one we know and love hasn't listened to the show for about three years. (laughs) We was like, Ricky, can can you do a Rickypedia this week? Yeah, no worries. Get us up, mate, don't you think? Of course you haven't, Rick, because that's why we love you. <laughs> you, don't, you don't need to do anything. It's a body. No yes. Wikipedia. So, tell, yeah. us, tell, us, tell us about, was it La Viola? La Viola. It means the purples. Mm. Um, they, they won on the weekend. They're looking okay. They're in a bit of form. They've had, um, obviously, they lost their best player, um, Cuadrado. Was, to, he, um, was he their best player? Without doubt, he was yeah. their best player. He was like... Um, their only kind of real superstar that they had. The rest of their team are made up of bits and bobs that they've acquired elsewhere or are unknown. He was their last kind of, he was the last of their superstars. But they've got them. Salah. They signed Salah from Chelsea. Can he play against us? Yeah, he can play. Fuck. Because he played in the Champions League and it doesn't count for Europa League. He destroyed us when he was at Basel, didn't he? Yeah, they've yeah. got um, Diamante as well. They've signed on loan from. Um, what, West Ham's Diamante? That one. The one that scored the winning penalty against England in, at the Euros. That one. That superstar. And um, they've got a really good young um, Senegalese striker as well. They've got Munia Alhamdoui as well. Experts, well, right? Yep. Yeah. Do you know what else they've got? They've got Borja Valero, who played for um, WBA, West Brom. Who's actually really good. And they've got um, Marcus Alonso, Xavier Alonso's yeah. brother. And they've got um, Michael Richards. But he's... Uh, he's actually playing there, isn't he? No, he, he played on the weekend. He's He's been bit pop. You see, yeah. you see that's what Fiorentina is at the moment. They're, they're just a, a collection of... Um, of not journeymen, but players who aren't really that great. I thought they, they had a striker as well. That's Babacar. Nah. Scored seven goals. Gomez. 
Gomez, Gomez, yeah. Gomez has been injured a lot and he's struggling to find form. The, today in the Italian media, they were talking about whether or not Montella would go with um, Babacar or Gomez, and we will know how serious they're going to take it by who they start with. Because Fiorentina, like Spurs, are in the same kind of situation yeah. where they're chasing stuff in the league. They've got semi-finals. <coughs> they've got a semi-final against Juve in the Italian Cup. And even before the game of the weekend against Sassuolo, Montella was a bit unsure about whether or not he would take this competition that serious. So I think if we go if we go big in the home leg, win it, I think that will give us the edge. Then they'll definitely back off for the home game. When you uh, Montella is this the former Roma striker? Yeah, the played Roma. for Fulham. I remember Fulham. about Fulham. Yeah, the little aeroplane he's called. The he's little aeroplane. Because his celebration was that kind of winged thing as he ran around. A bit like... Um... Jan Agafjotov. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Dropping yeah. the knowledge. <laughs> but he's really well respected. He's done, a, he's done a very good job at Fiorentina. There's another one who played for Barnsley as well. That's him. Is it? He played it, for Barnsley. Yeah, yeah, and Swindon, wasn't it? Yeah, that was... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, shit. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have got that either. That's well done. Uh, so, I mean, what... If, if you look at our squad and the way we're playing and, and, and Fiorentina, where, how do you think this tie will go, buddy, if you know at all? Italian teams don't... In the, the Europa League in its current format, Italian teams don't do that well. So I think I think we'll be all right. I think if we go heavy in the first leg, because we've got West Ham, I'd rather... It's a Sunday West Ham, isn't it? Yeah, I'd rather go big in this game, big in the first leg, and then kind of relax. And then if we get a win, fine, gives us something to hold on to. But if we lose or we draw, then go to Italy and see what we can get out of it. No, we've got to go all out in the first leg because we don't want to be going into the second leg three days before the cup final, needing to go hammer and tongs. But there's three Italian teams left in the competition, though, so I'm surprised that you've said that they don't dig it seriously. Well, we've um, got Napoli and Inter, haven't they? Well, and uh, Roma's there, but you've got to remember Roma's, they got, they got, Roma's they, there because they, they got dropped yeah. from the Champions League. And, um, oh, yeah, and, and Napoli are decent, but... I. The problem with Italy, they need they need the Italian teams to go through. Yeah, our form, coefficient. Coefficient, yeah. our form in Italy hasn't. It's been kind of a mixed bag. A mixed bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Udinese, we beat. No, we didn't. No, we, we lost, lost two nil. Yeah. Lost, lost. That to was Amos's last game. <laughs> <laughs> lost to them, and then uh, Inter, we lost to them. Even though Bale scored three, but that was a loss. We nearly completely. Well, we lost in, uh, to Inter again when Cassano had that game of his life. Yeah, um, we, we beat AC Milan as well. Beat AC Milan. That's it, isn't it? I'm struggling to remember any other games. Uh, 1972, we played against Milan. I don't think we won out there. Yeah, we, we did. That was Steve Perriman scored twice at home. Two 0 man. No, it's okay, a glory yeah, game. We won, yeah, we won the leg. Yeah, but we lost the game. Yeah. So we, we don't have great form out there. So we need two or three goals. Well, it depends what. Uh, Mafia Syndicate have got the most money on, doesn't it? <laughs> Who's going to come win or not? Yeah. The, the, the truth is, I don't think um, Fiorentina are going to. I don't think they're going to push that hard. I, they've they've got bigger things. They they're kind of like realizing that to to get back in the Champions League by winning the Europa League, it's a tough it's a tough ask. So I think if, if they get something from it, they'd be happy. But they'd rather save their legs for like the the games they've got after Spurs. They have got Torino at home, then Spurs, then Inter away. Then Juve in the Italian Cup and then Lazio away because so they're not they're not in a run of um, of games which is easy for them so they're just as up against it as we are even more so perhaps. If you was Pochettino, what what would you do? Would you would you play a strong side in the first half, hoping to win convincingly, knowing that in the second leg we would have to play a weakened side given the fact that the Carling Cup final is on Sunday? 
For the first leg, I'd probably play. I'd play Kane. I'd play Lamella. I'd play Vertonghen. I'd play all of them. And then, regardless of what the score is, in the second leg, I'd go with second string. Chuck out a Bayorin or Soldado. It doesn't. Regardless of whatever happens in the first leg, if we win the first leg, the others can can try and hold on. If we lose it, then it's up to them to try and put it back and maybe win a place in the in the in the Capital One Cup team. Yeah, we've got a nine-day break as well, so. What after the no before the before the Fiorentina game we got a nine day rest from the Liverpool game to Fiorentina. So, oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so the, 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 you mean the next game on Thursday? Yeah. So we, there's no reason why we shouldn't field a fourth time team. I mean, my my point of it, I don't think Pochettino really follows this theory, but play a strongest team. Hopefully, after 70 minutes, we get the job done. Pull some of the players you need to <laughs> yeah. need to play, like Kane and Eriksson. Put some of the second string on, and then hopefully hold out. Pochettino seems to believe in a, in in the system of. If you're fit, you're playing because we. I know you're fit enough physically to run around for 90 minutes. I mean, truthfully, we can beat them because they're they're not that strong. They're not that great. And it, it, Italian football shit. <laughs> it's not shit. But it's not great. It's, it's been stripped of its money. There's not there's not much going on. They fuck the supporters. They were. They fuck my bets up every week. They were <laughs> bastards. Um, it's not. It's yeah. It's not that strong at the moment. Truthfully, if we go toe to toe, we should beat them. There is no, there's no excuse. We, we shouldn't be, seen, we shouldn't be fear, we shouldn't be fearful. I've seen a, a lot about the. Uh, they've sold out their allocation for what I'm saying, yeah. They've, um, they had, I think they had four thousand people turned away, according to um, um, at Jinkers, Giancarlo Rinaldi on um, on Twitter. I don't think it's sold out though at home, is it? No. For their for their home game, no. no. For us, for, for no, we haven't sold out. We're sold out. That's uh, that's that's massive. They're four thousand ret- return. There's a lot yeah. of Italians. Is it reckon it's about that? Yeah. The domestic support and they're what ta- fans of Italian football that want to watch it or they're Fiorentina fans? I think so. I mean, I'm I'm t- my, my dad's gonna wrong end it. He hasn't seen a Fiorentina. He's a Fiorentina fan. He hasn't seen them play for like thirty seven, thirty eight, maybe forty years. So I'm taking him along. I'm squeezing him into the Tottenham end. If, he, if Fiorentina start winning, I'm gonna call him out. Game! Game! <laughs> La Viola! Get the idea. La Viola! Is, uh, is Fiorentini your kind of like, if you were saying your home team in Italy? Well, it would, I wouldn't call it my Tottenham because, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think I could have the same kind of love that I, for another team that I have for Tottenham. Oh, they're called like the Purple and Lily Whites as well, or something like that. They're called the Purple and La Viola, but <laughs> Lily Whites, no. Oh, well, that's what Wikipedia told me earlier. <laughs> But um, they, they, they're my Italian team, but I kind of like follow a lot of Italian players. <laughs> oh, fucking you know. disgusting pig, Ricky. So, I'm so, I told you it's coming Jesus out, man. Jesus Christ. Just stop fighting. Yeah, well, you know, I don't, I don't know what else to do. Feel sick. <laughs> I feel sick. <laughs> you can't be sick from your own brew. Everyone loves their own brew. Yeah, I thought I did, but after that one, <laughs> shit, man. He's like... holding me with this serious stare, asking me like a serious question. It's like, no, well, out of his ass is coming this it's weird It's like cats smell. killed a dog in your ass. I know. And there's rats eating off the fucking remains. That's what it's like. It feels like boiling hot lava is about to come out. Oh my god. Why don't you just go just for bang your head? Yeah. <laughs> bang your head. Try it. Alright, I'll try it. Hang on. Alright, that's fine. That's Feel fine. any better? Yeah, I do actually. <laughs> it, takes a, it, it takes your mind off. That's a right. kind of Jedi mind trick. From one piece of shit to another, let's talk about West Ham. Here we go. Hi, guys. Yeah. Again, like I'm doing this interview and I'm not sure. What, where do you think their hatred comes from us? They, they talk about their uh, that, that we're arrogant. 
that we is it because we know we're better than them because we've consistently been better than them for years and we don't give them the respect that they're due or is it about them just needing someone to hate and Tottenham being what we are and it's easy it's for bizarre them. really because Chelsea were another team who were a, hum- who were a dog humping at the leg mm. you know um, obviously Chelsea are now well well you see what they've become yeah I don't want to, don't want to say the words but you can guess what I'm going to say so um so obviously, Chelsea, West Ham are still in a position of being a you know, much smaller club, you know, humping at the humping at the leg of a bigger team. Um, I don't know. I think a lot of it is based on um, hooliganism, really. Yeah. Because um, West Ham and Chelsea have got tasty firms. Obviously, our firm's tastier. Not me. I don't fight anyone, but you know. So maybe it stems from that. Because um, yeah, Chelsea and West Ham. I think it's just. I think it's mainly hooliganism that front, that that um, fuels that rivalry. I think West Ham want us to hate them, uh, and. Don't. Then- we do. Yeah. Off the pitch, we do. You know, like you said, the hooligan firm, I think, has a closer rivalry with West Ham and Chelsea than they ever have done with Arsenal. But I think they want us to feel the way they do about us. So is that, is that, that's really inarticulate. I think, I think it's, je- it's not jealousy to about where we are as a team. But I think they're jealous that we've got this rivalry with Arsenal and they really want something similar. And they, the only team they've got is, um, is Millwall. And listen, if you only play each other once every ten years, it's hard you know, to maintain. It's, not, it? it's like maybe how Manchester City, Man United used to be. Like Man United, they needed something. They needed someone to fight against. And West Ham, they really want us to be their enemy. Well, it's funny. A lot of West Ham fans seems to like seems to like Arsenal, but um, but no, I know I know Tottenham fans live all over the place. Some live in Surrey and they fucking hate Chelsea. Um, some live in East London and Essex and they really hate West Ham. Sometimes it's that. Sometimes it's based on where you live, you know. It's, it, often it's people you meet and who you, who you come across in in your day to day, and um, like I, I, to be honest, I even hate Liverpool more than I hate West Ham, yeah. I, and that's because of people I've met, and and the vast majority of Liverpool fans I met are diabolical, wretched. Period blood. <laughs> I mean, I've never had like a deep hatred of West Ham. You know, there's always been something in me that doesn't really mind them because they've had some interesting players. You know, they've had some interesting characters. They've never been, they've never been a team that I really seriously dislike. I, I mean, like West Ham do hate us because, you know, people say, "Oh yeah, we're, we're arrogant," but I mean, for any football team, and you talk about history, and yeah. Uh, Teams do win trophies, but you know this will be coming from the arrogant side of like eight FA cups, League cups, TUEFA cups, European Cup winners cup, Big first team to uh, like double. Um, so you know people are going to try and pull us down because we are the fucking tits, <laughs> and our history speaks for itself. And there is nothing, nothing you can say about our history because it's been made. Mm. So. You can all eat a dick, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> the thing is, when I was when I was a kid, it was awfully many many moons ago. West Ham had a very attractive team, you know, in terms of um, oh, how they mate. played football. Well, right. Not in that way, but um, <laughs> but in the in the eighties, they finished the season. I first started watching football. They finished third that season. They had um, like McAvenny and Cotty and all that lot, and they see that as the West Ham way. And you know, now of Allardyce, he doesn't doesn't play the free flown form of football that they do. I mean. They were, I mean, I think a couple of weeks ago I said, oh, West Ham play Liverpool, they're just below us. You know, the result of that game could be very telling. Mm. But West Ham are now 12th in the form table, so they've hit a bit of um, 
not say a downward spiral, but they're in a very poor run of form. So obviously it'd be very spursy if we were to fuck it up this weekend somehow. I mean, the only football I saw this weekend was the West Ham against West Brom game, and they were terrible. They lacked. Did they have a full strength team? They were. They were what? As far as I can tell. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm not like they had all their players were there. Apart, there was maybe just one or two injured, but that was their that was their team, and they lacked desire. They lacked motivation. They just Alex Song. He was. He was just strolling around the pitch doing nothing. And it's no criticism of Flav's judgment, but it's just just the West Ham <laughs> mentality that they could have done something, but they've just faded away really badly. Well, it's really bizarre, because they were in the championship for, for a while, weren't they? And then um, Alitas... Did Alitas get promoted? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so... Um, they were playing the West Ham way. They weren't getting promoted, and then West oh no no no! Well, he got he became the manager when they got relegated under Avram Grant. Yeah, his yeah, first he brought them back he got, up. He brought them back up. Well, Carroll yeah. scored. No, no, it was at Newcastle. Yeah, yeah but they needed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but they needed. They needed someone to get them out of that division because yeah. the Championship is a very hard division to get out of. So yeah. he basically he was a means to an end, and now they're up in the you know in the, in the Premier League. It's like they they want to disown him now. But I, like, well, was I right in seeing Allardyce criticise another? Uh, no, uh, Van Gaal. Van Gaal. Yeah, yeah. Van Gaal. He wound him up. He proper trolled him. Yeah, for playing long. But was that a joke? Was he joking? No, was I think he was tongue in cheek. He was serious. He was right. But no, he, I'm not saying he wasn't right. But he's got Foreman doing this. He when he um, when West Ham beat Spurs, he he trolled AVB a little bit, didn't he? By saying that. Um, Aladicio was that where he made yeah, a yeah. comment like that that he he'd been saying that for years. Yeah, he'd out tacticed uh, AVB. He said that about Mourinho as well. Yeah, when a junior nil. Is that him kind of, tr- kind of, trying to make real that his prediction that he should be Real Madrid manager one day? Yeah. Well, I, I think there's um. I he think... should be the manager of a pie shop at best. Just fuck off, everyone. Hate you. There's like a dinosaur head, Easter head, fucking prick. I hate him. There's an inferiority complex of English managers in the Premier League generally, and I think um, a lot of um, Sherwood's rhetoric. We'll talk about him later on. I want to talk about a lot of his rhetoric stems from just that. Yeah, obviously you know. Sam Allardyce doesn't. He feels that he doesn't get the kind of. Uh, yeah, that that he should because he's an English manager. I don't think he does. I, I think he's a much better manager than people give him credit for. Yeah. Certainly I do, generally. And I think what he did with Bolton, he did amazing work with Bolton. The only time it hasn't really worked out for him was at Newcastle. He, but he, wasn't, he didn't do that bad at Newcastle. Yeah. If you saw what happened he, to them after he left, they, they dropped. He, he was doing. He was holding their head above water. Blackburn as well. Because yep. he managed Blackburn, the Venkis got rid of him. They brought in um, Steve Keane, yep. and you know, obviously they've gone downhill, downhill since then. But as flat at that and he had um, Joe Kiev, Hierro, Okocha, Dioff, Dioff, yeah, but he had, he had all these, like, he had all, all these, those like, beautiful players. Exactly. Like, for example, but, but like, he had, he had, he had these good players, and they, and they thrived under him. He had yeah. Campo. Remember the forty-yard, two miles yeah. per hour shot yeah. that beat Robinson. Yeah. Kevin Davies. Yeah. Davies. Yeah. Yeah. Remember when he signed Jardel from? Um, oh yeah. shit! Yeah. 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 I, I, I bet he weighed more than me, man. Jardel's scoring record was ridiculous. Yeah. Go on Wikipedia. <laughs> Look at his scoring record. Stupidly good. He was incredible. And then I don't know. I think if you think about Allardyce, had the more. He had um, the Mexican striker. What was his name? Borghetti. Oh yeah, Borghetti. Yeah, Borghetti. Yeah, yeah. And then he signed. Um, he had Yorkaev as well. Yeah. Who was the guy that had the heart attack? Um, Famiga, the, um, the the winger. They Fadiga. Fadiga. That's yeah, yeah. it. We're shit. gonna say Mamba again. And that's what the was on last week. Let's not go there again. <laughs> Didn't he have a night? Fanidi George. Fanidi George was Ipswich. Was Ipswich? Oh, was Ipswich? No, was he? Okay. I brought him in a fantasy football. That's and he was rubbish so I remember him being there <laughs> uh, anyway fuck him um, I have uh, I, the, the, going back to a little bit about the, the, the rivalry between West Ham 
and Spurs or lack thereof. I I don't mind West Ham because they are still a grassroots football club, whereas Arsenal is a ninety percent made up of fifteen year old kids playing FIFA, and that that's not something you can hate too readily. I mean, the, the, the reason why I hate Arsenal is nothing to do with their fans, really, although they are scum to a man. Um, it's about what Arsenal have done historically and how they've divided the fan base. And essentially, every one of them would have been Yids. Every single one. Not that I would want them, but every one of them would have been Yids. And we'd have probably been one of the biggest, <laughs> most supported clubs in the world if they hadn't come and invaded and uh, taken our jobs and raped our women <laughs> and cheated their way into the top division. West Ham didn't do that, so I don't have a big issue with them. But West Ham have got the Olympic Stadium. So because they've got the Olympic Stadium, they're going to be like Man City. They're going to get these... um, They're going to become a franchise. They're going to... So... And many of them hate that, though. No, but what I'm saying is that Golden Sullivan and... I don't know if Brady's even owns them anymore, but anyway. They they bought the club for peanuts off the Icelandic people and and they're going to get the Olympic Stadium and the club's more of a saleable asset, so they're probably... They they may well be the next Man City. They may well be more attractive to be. Sullivan was getting ripped apart by the West Ham fans. Didn't he leave early? Yeah, did you see it? No, what was it? There's uh, someone's filmed it or something like that, where they're asking, uh, was it Sullivan? It was Sullivan. Uh, Yeah, just was it gold? It was the one that dresses like yeah, the one that has yeah, the one that has that Russian hat on. Yeah, yeah, him. Sullivan, David Sullivan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, they they were just saying to him like, "What the fuck's going on with our team?" Blah blah. Just, just like, just having a go at him, and yeah. he was he was trying to shake all their hands, and they're like, "No, I don't want to shake your hand, mate." You come what's, on what's over him. Go- yeah, <laughs> you know he's like a porn baron. Yeah, well he was. His when- daughter, David Gold's daughter, and Dan Summers, Jacqueline Gold. All oh, right, yeah. oh, fuck, I didn't know what the fuck was going to come out. <laughs> Did Do you I see- scare you guys that much? Yeah. <laughs> Did you notice I held my hand up to try and not like, close his mouth? <laughs> you could have said anything at that point, Z. No, no, no. His, his daughter and her man's son. That's fine. Well, good luck to them. She's they're, not bad, actually. They're good business really? people. Jacqueline Gold. Google her. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's, all right, so to finish the first half of the fighting cock. No, no, um, no, 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 no. There's a bit more, yeah? No, we're going to do the Q&A after. Because that's... You haven't, I'm the geezer who takes... T- T, I've told you about this! <laughs> I've told you about this! I control it! Don't fuck with my shit! Yeah, don't, because I need a poo-poo. <laughs> Is that why you printed out a running order from, like, five hours ago? Yeah, they don't need to know this stuff. They don't need to know the, the inner workings of the Fighting Cock podcast. Um, but can we get your predictions for both games? Fiorentina? At- um, 2-0 Spurs against Fiorentina, and we'll beat West Ham 3-0. Good. Fucking hell. Uh, I am going to say 1-0 against Fiorentina, and then I'm going to say 2-0 against West Ham. Wouldn't it be funny if we lost 3-0? Don't you? <laughs> <laughs> After last season. It can't happen twice. Don't worry. Exactly. I told you, I'll get a tattoo if we didn't reach the final. We're there. Don't worry. I've made a couple of mistakes in four years. He almost shot himself there with you saying that. I think I have. I know, but he didn't look too pleased when no, I said no. that. He don't like that sort of stuff. I just exhaled. Exhaled and everything's come out now. Everything's <laughs> come out. Even wee-wee. I've got to <laughs> Uh, I reckon we'll beat West Ham 3-1 we'll beat Fiorentina 3-0 1-0 Fiorentina and 2-1 West Ham 2-1 against West Ham we'll win 2-1 Okay. Uh, now we've got Windy with 4 minutes of youth goodness
Hi, Windy here, back with the weekly youth update, looking at our young players and players out on loan. Starting off with the loan players, Tom Carroll was an unused sub in Swansea's 2-0 defeat at West Brom. With Jack Cork signing for Swansea, Carroll might see a little less time on the pitch. Aaron Lennon played 74 minutes in Everton's 1-0 defeat to Chelsea in midweek. Ryan Fredericks missed out for Middlesbrough through injury in the week, but played 90 minutes in their 2-0 defeat to Arsenal on Sunday. Alex Pritchard played 79 minutes in Brentford's 2-1 defeat to Watford and then the full 90 in their 3-0 defeat to Charlton on Saturday. Grant Hall should be back for Blackpool's next game after an injury absence. Milos Velkovic will unfortunately miss the rest of the season. He requires surgery after dislocating a shoulder. Jordan Archer was an unused sub for Millwall in midweek against Birmingham as well as a defeat to Leeds on Saturday. Kenny McAvoy made his Colchester debut in the week coming on in the last minute in a 4-1 defeat to Sheffield United. He was in an unused sub in Saturday's 1-0 win at Oldham. Delhi Ali played and scored in MK Dons' defeat to Bradford and then grabbed an assist in their 4-2 defeat to Gillingham. Dominic Ball was on the bench for Cambridge in the week, but played it right back in their 2-0 defeat at Plymouth on Saturday. Nathan Ottawa made his first start for Luton in a 2 all draw at home to York City on Tuesday. He then played 67 minutes in their 1-0 win against Carlisle on Saturday. Shaq Coulthurst was an unused sub twice for Southend this week. Emmanuel Sanupe was a 61st-minute sub for St Mirren as they lost 2-1 at home to Inverness Caledonian Thistle. Their manager, Gary Teal, said, I thought Eman was excellent when he came on. He gave us that drive. He was on the front foot trying to make things happen. He's got a lot to learn in the game, but it was good to see him get his debut and he showed in glimpses what he can do. Finally, Tomislav Gomelt wasn't involved for Bari in Serie B. Our under-18s lost 3-1 to Reading at their training ground on Saturday. Lloyd Ross scored our only goal of the game, tucking one in at the back post. The under-16 holding midfielder George Marsh made his debut off the bench and Charlie Hayford returned from an injury setback. We'd made five changes from the win against Manchester United in the FA Youth Cup and will likely make more changes for the next round of the Youth Cup on Wednesday. That match against Nottingham Forest will take place at the City Ground on Wednesday the 18th, kicking off at 7pm. Forest are letting season ticket holders in for free. The under-21s didn't have a league match, but they played a friendly against Fulham, winning 3-1 at Hotspur Way. Daniel Akandini scored twice and Will Miller scored a third, as Aaron McInef made a comeback from injury. He'd been out for four months. I have a question this week from Steve Jennings, SteveGen93. He says, could you possibly answer how much of a part did Sherwood play in the development of the likes of Mason, Bentaleb and Kane? Obviously, he gave a latitude their chance in the first team, but was he primarily responsible for their development or should another member of the youth staff be given the credit? Sherwood oversaw development. He was what was called the technical coordinator at Spurs. And my interpretation of his role that he, along with Chris Ramsey and Les Ferdinand, coached and managed the under-21s on the match day and arranged loans for the players between... Uh, youth team and first team level I would see him on uh, under 21 match days he'd always be around if not in the dugout then watching on the sidelines he'd also quite often be at the under 18 matches Um, I'd say he can certainly take some of the credit for the development of Bentaleb and Kane in particular as he was the one brave enough to give them a chance and that's often all these players need they're ready for the first team but they just need the opportunity and then to take it once they get it he also provided a good loan move for Mason in Swindon Uh, although we did get the Lorient move hopelessly wrong, and I'd imagine that he was involved in arranging that one as well. 
On the coaching side, John McDermott and Alex Inglethorpe, who's now at Liverpool, probably deserve a lot of praise, as well as Ricardo Muniz, who was at Spurs between 2005 and 2008, when Ryan Mason would have been uh, between 14 and 17 years old, for example. I wrote an article about him for the first issue of the fanzine. That's it for this week. If you're interested in more young players, follow me on Twitter at WindyCoys. That's Coys for Come On You Spurs. It's the second half of the Fighting Cock podcast. Thank you so much, Windy. Nice on Windy. Never, never, ever lets us down. Cheers, Windy. Nice blog, by the way, yeah, too. Very nice. Yeah, he wrote about uh, Ryan. shaving Private Ryan, didn't he? Sha- <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sean Connery, mate. <laughs> Saving Private Ryan. There's a blog on the front of the Fighting Cock podcast. He, the Fighting Cock website. He wrote, um, he wrote a blog about Ryan Mason. Yeah. And why he's the bollocks essentially about his journey, which is the really nice thing about it. You can throw as much stats Ooh. as you want at, a, at an article, but he he threw stats, but he threw heart, and you actually you actually felt for Ryan Mason those times when he got kept getting loaned out when he just wanted to be at Spurs. And there's one quote from Ryan Mason where he said, "I'm 21 years old and I've only played for Spurs four times. I thought I'd play more." Yeah, and that, that's, that was that was the beauty of the of of Windy's piece. A lot of heart. What it. was really great about it, and I know people have been listening, well, obviously you're going to say this about Windy, he comes on the podcast, he does his youth update. We hate his youth update, we think it's shit. But, you know, <laughs> people like it, so that's why it keeps coming in. I but like, I like it. He's, do you? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> speak for yourself, mate. Yeah, speak for I yourself. I got Windy's back. You shouldn't, because he hates you. <laughs> really? When you're not around, fuck, you know. <laughs> you wouldn't believe the stuff he comes out of. You know he's a nasty little shit. You know that. Anyway, <clears throat> he wrote this brilliant article, and it, it wasn't just the fact that it was, you know, talked about uh, the stats and, and how well he's doing this season, even though people are still, uh, you know, shooting arrows at him. It, it, it was well-researched. There was interviews with various people that have been influential on in his career, and it kind of explains and, and it that there's a reason why he's in the team at the moment and let's just wait and see. Let's not like criticise him too much, just let him play. If he's in there, he's in there for a reason. We trust in Pochettino, surely. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, Ryan Mason has seen quite a lot. I've seen people like um, Dean Parrott get signed under a lot of um, fanfare yeah. and he's gone by the wayside and Ryan Mason was on the same level. I mean, I think Windy alludes in the article that he scored over 30 goals in one season. I mean, I remember the season two... Mm. And we just thought he was going to be the next person to break through. He got injuries and, you know, now, belatedly, he's made it and even playing a bit deeper now. Someone on Twitter linked to an article that was on the Daily Mail from um, Redknapp's first season on the eve of, like, the Capital One Cup where we played Shakhtar in the in UEFA Cup. In the Capital One Cup? Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, before we played Manu and whatever it was we called. We played in Namasian. Pardon? We played against Namasian, the... Um, the Dutch team. Yeah, he, he, did he start uh, or come on? No, no, but this was, a, this was a blog on the players that Redknapp would use against Shakhtar yeah, in the yeah. Europa League. Right. And there was Dean Parrott, Ryan Mason, John Obika, their goalkeeper Olsen and stuff, and Bostock. When, when we had Mickey Hazard on the podcast, I think for the second time or maybe the first time, yeah. and he, he, he found Ryan Mason at one of Ozzie Ardidi's soccer skills, <laughs> and he was a standout player of the week and took him to Spurs. And he said that he can't believe that Ryan Mason hasn't made it and made that breakthrough. And this was way before Pochettino. It may have even been uh, at the time where AVB was coming into Spurs, certainly in his earlier months. I remember um, they asked... I think Dan Bent did a Q&A when he was a Spurs player. And um, that's the news, because who's the best player in training? He said, Luka Modric. Who's the player we've got to look out for? And he said, Ryan Mason. Mm. This is when he was still at Spurs. This is going back years. So Mason was always... Um, 
graduating. That's been thing. People are saying he's come out of nowhere, but he hasn't really. He's just been he's held 20, back. He's been on the radar. Yes, just yeah. The injuries have just. He's 24, isn't he? 23. 23. 23. I mean, that's this isn't a shock that he's in our team at 22. He's young. He's old enough to be. The, the only shock for me is the role that he's in because I remember him being behind the frontman and now playing a bit deeper. And you can understand it in that respect though, because you think, well, if he can offer something in the deep line midfield. Role that's the only way he's going to get in, but, but he's almost looked upon as a clogger now, though, isn't he? It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But maybe that will that will develop because it's like um, Pirlo, for example, he started as like um, an, a, like a number ten, like further up the pitch, and as he's got older and he's he's learned the game, he's dropped deeper and deeper. So maybe you know, I'm not saying Ryan Mason's going to be Pirlo, but you know, it could happen. And as per Windy's article, he said that um, Mason has tried attempted more forward passes than anyone else in the team, and that. It kind of stands up given the fact that a lot of people are criticising his distribution of the ball. But if he's been asked to be a bit more adventurous and try more riskier balls that are harder to pull off, then it stands the reason that he's going to fail every now and then. That reminds me of a gif. I think in a lot of all the Van Gaal long ball talk, I saw a gif of um, Postchino screaming to Eric Dar, no long balls, no long balls, keep it short, keep it simple. And it's, it's quite interesting just, just seeing that. Because you know, there's thought, been a lot of talk about. When I see that vinyl, I was like, yeah, "That's yeah. quality, man." Yeah. Just playing simple because I've had Marco Dawson for years playing the long diagonals. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what he had in his locker. You couldn't play him without it. That's like I don't know, taking a man's penis away. You can't do that. It, this is that was what he had in his locker, yeah. and we loved him for it. it. There's even a promotional shot where he, I think he's he wears I don't know what boots he wears, Under Armour or. Whatever it is, or Dunlop. Yeah, Dunlop. it's got to be Dunlop, man. <laughs> got to be Dunners. <laughs> Don't say that about doors. No, I'm just saying, he, no, he's a Dunlop type, type of guy. Functional. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. Reliable. But no, Dunlop no, and Dunlop no. make football players. They don't, I was a bit of cunt. No. I thought yeah. they did. You are, you are. No, Lotto, I was yeah. thinking of. Lotto's classy. Yeah. Lotto, Lotto's Lotto's classy. Lotto's, that reminds me of Holland and Den- uh, yeah. Denmark. Is that right? Lotto? Yeah, like Denmark. Yeah. Denmark yeah. Lotto's Italian. Hummel. Okay. But Lotto, Diodoro, stuff like that. This yeah, is Diodoro. classy. Don't, 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 don't bond with <laughs> <laughs> They're really rambling. <laughs> so, uh, sorry. Stop. Everyone, stop. Right, what we're going to do is uh, we're going to do a quick uh, Q&A. Basically, we wanted to fill the podcast with stuff you wanted to listen to and... We had a list of questions in our in our forum that we thought were good, but we couldn't fit them into the running order for whatever reason. So we're going to reel them off now. We want quick answers, lads. Although if you have something special to say, then say it. All right, I haven't seen this question, so go. Good. All right, all right. Cheers, on. Ricky. All right, uh, Mustafa five one five zero from Twitter asks, "Who would no? Win- oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Who would win in a fight between Pochettino and Martin Yol? Uh, I am going to go." For Pochettino. What? Because no, no, no. You remember in uh, like Martin Yell, quite quite a liking to uh, Tony Soprano. And remember uh, Tony Soprano. You know his uh, his sister uh, was going out of that other fat geezer. He was a bit of a wimp and that. And then uh, it ended up, up, yeah, yeah, it ended up fucking pasting Tony. And Tony was like, oh, I was pissed up and just caught, just come out of all this bullshit. But Martin Yo, he's a big guy and he throws a few punches. And then Potter's got that Latin, that Latin horribleness about him. You know, that real spiteful, I'll do anything to win this. And he would fucking like bite him in his throat or something. <laughs> yeah, not bad. Pochettino, he's got blades hidden up his sleeves, right down. Is that is, is, this all feels a bit racist to uh, <laughs> South Americans? That's what I, no, I'm just saying yeah. they've got a lot of heart and they're doing anything to win. And they're snide as well. Yeah, he's got handles biting. 
I think Pochettino's younger and fitter, so he'd probably win based yeah. on that. I think I think Yo will bear hug him to death, so his eyeballs popped out. <laughs> That's true, actually. Yeah. And, then, oh, and then jump up and down, stamp till 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 the white meat comes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, would you be happy with Tom Carroll and Lewis Holtby coming back into Spurs next season? This is from Samir One Thousand on Twitter. Yeah, of course, man. I'd be well happy. It doesn't mean that they're going to play, <laughs> but I'd be happy that they come back. Yeah, it's, it's just another another two players at our disposal. I'd be interested. That, that uh, I'm in, I'm interested because um, Carol, the type of player, is. I don't think we have that kind of uh, player. He's going to play like Bentaleb's position if if he gets it. Yeah. At all. Um, and he's quite. He's. I don't know. You know. I'm not going to say. Not not the young Modric, but he you know he can, he can play football. The, that's how the, we the, hoped he yeah. would be, isn't it? I, I think it's about if if we qualify for the Champions League, then Carroll won't have a place. I, if we go into the champ, um, the Europa League again, then I think he probably will have a sp- place in that squad. Um, I would I don't mind them both coming back if they're willing to learn and accept Pochettino's lessons. They both got a natural ability to improve. No. <laughs> It'd be interesting to see what Pochettino can do with players that you wouldn't expect yeah. him to do. What, T? There's a short Q&A. It's, I said yeah. no. Don't no, no, want him right. back. OK. Fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't know how we're going to do this very shortly. but I uh, can, because I've got my answers ready. Good, good. Um, if you don't follow this guy on Twitter, and it's, it, I look at his followership, and it's ridiculously small, yeah. given how fucking funny he is. Um, you follow him at E-B-B-P. Yeah. On Twitter, he's a funny, funny gentleman. Um, and uh, I shouldn't have given him props, given the question he sent to us. But he says, kill, marry, uh, kiss, marry or kill. Rogers, Wilshere or Terry. So you have oh, to do, for fuck's sake. You have to do one of, one of each. All right, you've got your answer. Go on, T. I'd kiss Terry. Why? Um... Because the other two are a lot worse. It's just a kiss on the cheek, man. I'm not slogging him. No, you like have that. to kiss on the lips. Fun that. Yeah. No, do it. You've got to kiss him on the lips. You've got to kiss him on the lips, man. Uh, uh, T, after everything he's done. It's tongues. The thing is, man, a kiss. It's a tongue. will last less than 10 seconds. It'll right? be on the internet, though. Yeah, but yeah, but the other two are worse. I'd probably marry Rogers and just deal with it. And I'd kill Wilshire. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm, not, I'm not spending my life with Terry. I'm not going to fucking. Well, I'd like to kill him, but I've got to marry one of the three, haven't I? I, I, I don't have questions. I, I, <laughs> that's true, and that, you, you've proved that time and time again. Um, I, I would be the same. I'd kill Wilshire. I'd probably marry Rogers. Although it'd be a very unhappy uh, uh, marriage, and uh, I'd have to kiss John Terry. Didn't uh, Rogers allegedly? Do something with a trans. <laughs> allegedly, he did. Alleg- allegedly, yeah, no, allegedly. Well, no, there was a uh, there was a transsexual. Don't call them trannies. They don't like that. <laughs> okay. There was a transsexual woman on uh, Twitter who uh, claimed or alleged that, that he hired her. Okay. For an evening's entertainment. Are you saying that you could get involved in that? Well, you know, he's he's up for anything. I'm up for anything. <laughs> yeah, let's see where this road takes us. So is that the same? Is that the same as the previous two? You marry marry him then? Uh, I, I would kiss, marry, and do everything with Rogers. <laughs> what would and and Wilshire and Terry? What would you do with them? They'd watch. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd keep them both yeah, alive. Keep them both alive. They'd watch. All right, fair enough. Cool, buddy. Uh, I'd, I'd kiss Rogers. 
Um, just to get rid of him, I'd kill Terry and I'd marry Wilshire and make his life a fucking living misery. Oh, that's, a, that's, that's a good shout. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Fucking uh, froze. We cooked dinner and I just throw it back at his head. Uh, uh. <laughs> it's not meant to question, it's no. brilliant. <laughs> I didn't see this question because I. He's fantasizing. Uh, okay, uh. the question is who would Flav prefer to marry, T or Windy, and why? And that's from Hayward75 on Twitter. Um. Um. <laughs> uh, I, I think. Um, I think I'd I'd marry I'd marry you, T. I wasn't expecting that. Because you're my chocolate milk. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, Wind, I would like to marry Wendy as well because he's he's a kind kind gentleman. He has a nasty edge. Don't get me wrong. We talked about it on a podcast, but he's he's lovely. But T, I you know I spent a lot of time with you over the last three years. We clearly get on. Um, so yeah, I'd marry you, T. I've got, just got this image of T with a garter on, <laughs> and you just with a sort of taunting around in a kimono. <laughs> I've just got images of, of T's flashy clocks smacking against my face, uh, and I can't wait. If you can get rid of the misses, and obviously I'm single now, so um, there's nothing really in the way. I'll, than, I'll work on it. Yeah, yeah. We could, we could get in a, a VW Beetle. Uh, We've dri- the, drive around Europe. One, one of the Scooby vans. Scooby Doo vans, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. Done. <laughs> Done. Done. One uh, more question. Thanks for that, Haywood75. And uh, yeah, finally, going back to a little bit what we talked about before, but will Ryan Mason ever be our captain? I think he could be. Yeah, he could be. Yeah, I mean, like. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think at, at the moment he's a young lad. He's learning from a lot a lot of people around. But you know he has, he's come through the academy. He knows about the fans. He knows about the team, and he feels like he's got that kind of. You know oh. when a player's got it, when when they you know to grab the game by a scruff of their neck. Not saying, but that you know he, he's got them an amazing amount of skill where he'll put it in the top corner. But he's got that graft. Have you and seen? He's got that. Have you seen the amount of uh, opposing fans complaining about Mason and about how he should be yeah. sent off? He should be booked. That's the kind of player yeah, that you man. want leading your club. And, and, and it, it isn't always the best technical player that, that that should be the, you know, the the kind of the leader of your team. And Mason isn't ever going to be the best technical player at Tottenham Hotspur, but he has the right credentials to lead the team. I was about to make that exact point. I'm saying Stephen Stevie Perryman. Was captain for Tottenham for many years. He had played up. He had Hoddle, or Dealers. He's great players. He played under his stewardship. And it'd be quite similar, you know. Perriman is spurs through and through. Do you know the players still call Perriman captain? Yeah, still call him Skip. Yeah, Skip. Yeah. That's it. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So um, he could be our captain. I mean, um, I mean, me and Wendy don't agree on how good we think Mason is, but um, yeah, I think Mason has what it takes. Yeah, so do I. I think so as well. And um, the fact that he's not incredible will, will mean that he probably stays at the club a little bit longer, which means eventually the captain the captain's armband will come to him. It's like, not in a bad way. You know, when, you, when you're playing, uh, when everyone gives this, can they do it on a Tuesday night in Stoke? Uh, and, like, when you have players and it's, and it's shit and you're away and people aren't up for it, people like Mason, they go out there and they'll put themselves out there and put their body on the line, yeah. get into tackles and really kind of, you know, inspire the team to go out and stick their boot in as well. So, yeah, I could see that. OK, excellent. And um, obviously the tickets were allocated today 
um, for, the, is, yeah. for the cup final <clears throat> members. Well, that would be everybody, wouldn't it? There's no one left. This went to Lorty points cut off. So the season ticket holders didn't have the. Yeah, of course. So it was a, 185 points, which is a bit higher than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I think people did the maths and they thought it would be about 150, 150, and it's a bit higher than people thought. It's not too far off, though. To be fair, it's not. You can't be too harsh at someone making a prediction at 150. What did you... No, because there's there's a league. Not none of there's a league table. There's a table of how many people have how many points, and they're based on the allocation. They worked it out that way, but. It's not an exact science, and also... But what's difficult to know is about the corporates, isn't it? Yeah. It's, not, it's not just the corporates, it's the staff have allocations, the players have allocations, and yeah. there's different um, foundations that we do in the community, so there's, that, there's those allocations too. Ricky mentioned earlier on that the 92 professional clubs, or 91, or 90, pardon me, I'll take it apart, would get 10 tickets each. So that all that I don't think it's taken out of the club's allocations, but still you got to factor all these things in. Well, so it's going to be a little higher. Even if it ain't at the club allocation, it's it's about the fact that if those tickets weren't gone, then yeah. they, they would go to uh, both teams. The, the, the interesting thing I've always noticed when Spurs play at Wembley is that we take our, our allocation, obviously, and the middle tier, which is corporate, is all Spurs. Every t- every single time, one against um, I don't know about Portsmouth to be fair, but against both games against uh, Chelsea and the one against Man United, it was all Spurs. But yeah. their, their fans don't really care. I mean, I think someone said last time they didn't even select their allocation because they're, they're just not really that bothered about it. But um, I'm sorry, I'm just going to quickly say mm-hmm. I think the the irritation is just the lack of transparency of where the tickets have gone, because up until two days ago, everyone was just saying, "Well, it's going to be 150, isn't it?" And there's a lot of disappointed fans. So. Well, there's always going to be people who are disappointed. If it was 150 and there's some people on 149, they're going to be disappointed. But um, on the loyalty points thing, I think the Chelsea one, it was really low. I think it was maybe 40, 50 loyalty no, points. No, it was about really 123, low. I think. The, the yeah. Chelsea semi-final. Go back today. No, for this four, for this final. Oh. I had, um, well, I don't know, you can never... Today, oh, oh, on their side? Yeah, today. Oh, right, I see. Well, the thing is, today on Twitter, there was a lot of mathematicians. Everybody said, I've done simple maths and done this, but... The thing is, people are always going to miss out. I'm, I, I, luckily, I got one. I'm very happy, but people are always going to be disappointed. Let's have it right. I mean, the the allocation that you get for League Cup and FA Cup, even more FA Cup, it's fucking disgusting. It, it really is. is. I mean, like you're saying about uh, you know players get tickets. Okay, that you know that that's fine. But then going out to the other clubs and yeah, get, giving them options. What, like, what the, Why what the should fuck they have? right have they got? To... They should get, if they want to get tickets to the title, they, their team should get there. I mean, exactly. It, are, we, are, we, are we involved in a competition? Or is it involved in some sort of... Well, I think the 10 tickets to go to the other leagues are for like their officials, their fuck boards. Fuck them! I, I'm not saying that. I know. Yeah, I know it's, called it's, 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 reason, it's called the League Cup. It's called the League Cup. Fuck that. Fuck that. Fuck that. There should be an even split. There it should is. be no corporate. The problem is there should be no corporate. It ain't an even. Well, there's an even split between corporate both sets of fans. Spurs were given thirty-one thousand. The ground holds 90. nearly ninety. That's fucking men. You could fit basically everyone if if they divided it down the middle. And I know that's a ridiculous thing, but under the communist dictatorship that we're going to rise up and, uh, and take control <laughs> over football, then there will be a 45,000 45, each. And if Chelsea can't fucking fill their, fill their end then they can give their tickets to the tiny little tin pop clubs that, uh, that fill up the rest of the football but league. I, I don't mean that, I quite like the little... How could you complain about um, the allocation for today when the FA Cup is less and the Europa League final is even less than that? Ricky might not even get a ticket for the Europa League final because I believe there's 8,000 
Probably, probably ten tops. Ten thousand tops of the Europa League final. Oh fuck! Where is it? Warsaw. Warsaw. And how much does it hold? I don't know. But oh, about forty by the time. Well, but there's twenty-two thousand ticket season ticket holders anyway. But well, this is what I'm I mean, talking about. To be, I mean, to break it down. And, and, and everyone, sorry, T. Everyone scrabbles around to try and get tickets. So if we got to the final, everyone will be scrabbling around. There'll be the demand for tickets will be so high that the corporates will be selling their tickets. People are going to be selling their tickets for. The kind of cut, capital one cut final anyway. Of course they will. Yeah. I mean, there's already uh, talk of season ticket holders selling them for 300, 400 quid yeah, no. for this. It's disgusting. But it is the way of the game and, and, and it's the way football's gone. And when you put it, when everything has a monetary value, then do you blame foot, uh, fans for doing the exact same thing? The, the only lessons we learn based on the TV deal that's come on is... is Football is a commodity, and you should make as much money out of it as possible. And forget all the romanticism. I know. I mean, the, I just can't help feel that uh, you know I, I, I am in a fortunate position because I got my season ticket uh, ten years ago. This is my tenth season now, mm. so I, I'm in a fortunate position where I can get cut final tickets, semi final. You're whatever. in the correct position. Um, but the thing is, like, I, you know, I I know it's kind of like. Yeah, I, I've got a season ticket, I go to Tottenham, and then there's other people that have been five games. It doesn't make people less fans or anything, or any of that shit. Like, we should... I know it's no, it doesn't have the capacity for all of us to go and enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, there must be some system. Th- yeah. You know, you, you can't give corporate fucking 20,000 season... Uh, 20,000 tickets, whatever. It's, it's, it's disgusting. It... You don't deserve to be there just because you work for fucking Santander or whatever. They're not walking to the stadium thinking, I can't wait for this. They're thinking it's a day out. I've got my client here. I've managed to take him to Spurs. Maybe Uh, I can uh, win him over if I give him a fucking... That's exactly what's happening. Whatever. And and, and the problem is from from the FA, then. I'm going to be honest and be devil's advocate as usual, but I don't think I'm lucky because I've fucking gone to all the games over the last five years, isn't it? seven, eight years. But it's five years for the loyalty. Yeah, for the for the for the round. So I feel I feel I've earned it. I mean, there's um, yeah, you have. I you mean, have. don't be wrong. Someone, some, people... some, someone's got a miss out. I mean, for Man U, 2009, I, I missed out. Shit happens. The next year, just got to try and build build loyalty points that way. There's no, as you said earlier, there's there's no fair system, and even a four year rolling thing. Has, caught, has, has brought along criticism because the people who had a thousand points before that, I mean, I think Lost Doctor, for example, he had, th- he had about a thousand points and he got shitloads taken off. But yeah, because then but what can you do? Because then if I get a season ticket this season, then how am I ever going to get enough points to? What, what you can do is play play the system, go to as many games as you, you or go. category C, more to the point. Yeah, yeah, go to the games that you you know that enable you to rack up points. But ultimately, get get involved with fan groups that are trying to fight against the the system that exists. So do that. Yeah. You know, play the game, get your ticket if you can get it. But don't be um, salient. Is that the right word? You don't 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 just kind of sit but acquiesce with f- to the or system. Whatever happens, yeah. Yeah. Don't just sort of say, well, there's no other system. There's no other way of working because there is a great way of working and it, and it exists in Germany. Well, no, I mean, you know, people have, got to, people have got to vote with their feet and with their wallets, ultimately. I mean, there's loads of... There's a few people I follow on Twitter who have given up their memberships and um, they may feel a, a little tinge of regret. I'm not going to, to the final, but ultimately, this, you know, this is for the greater good. I'm, my conscience is clear. Yeah. I'm not funding this machine anymore. Yeah, well, that, that would be a great way to, to, to be. And I, I can't even not do that, given all the stuff that I've said over the last few years. I can't not go to watch Spurs play at Wembley. But... 
Do you know what an easy way to rebel against the system would be to drop your Sky Sports, especially now given they've overstretched themselves with the amount of money they're paying for the Premier League rights. Stop paying to Sky. Watch every game on a stream and you'll be sticking it to the man. Honestly, because if half of the people who subscribe to Sky do that, and some of them, like my old man, pay £120 a month. Someone on Twitter was saying he pays uh, £1,200 a year for Sky and BT. And he said, next year I'm not doing it. I didn't, I didn't realise, I didn't kind of think about it, and now I'm not going to do it anymore. So if you, if you subscribe to Sky, just stop. And there are many excellent underground websites who stream HD uh, 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 football and, and do that. For a fraction of the cost. For, you're talking about, what is it, £3 a month? It would be difficult for me to unsubscribe, but I do agree with I get why people bit. do it. I don't belong to Sky, I, don't, I, I never would, but I get why people do. I don't blame them for it, but if you want to stick it to the man, then unsubscribe and tell him to get fucked. Sorry, buddy. No, well, it's gone away from the point. I was, the point I was going to make is um, it's not, this, is, this isn't the Premier League, Sky, or maybe not even the FA. This is Club Wembley taking their seats. They, they, to finance the stadium, I think they sold seats to lifelong members and that kind of stuff, so maybe that's where at least 10 of the 90,000 seats have gone. Okay, uh, Sherwood got appointed to Villa today, and you might be asking now why are we talking about Sherwood when he no longer obviously has any affiliations. People keep fucking asking us about him, like you know, asking us what we think. A lot of people did, didn't they? We, from Twitter over the weekend, we, we seem to be obsessed with Sherwood. We can't. Ah, to meet people him. people ah, to can't meet him. seem to let him go. I I don't, I don't remember a manager like who's had this kind of, for such a short little time had this much effect on us. Yeah, um, I we, we watched the uh, Sherwood press in, uh, press conference. press conference for Villa as he as he um, sat down and turned up, and given the state that Villa were in before he joined them, I can get where they, why they've point, appointed him. He's going to bring it down to a basic philosophy of expressing yourself, the kind of thing that Redknapp did to us when we were in trouble, although we had a much better team than, than, than Villa do now. But he, do, he doesn't... He, he talked well, I thought. He talked well. He made himself look a bit of a dick a couple of times, but he talked well in, in the press conference. And I think Villa have got a manager there who does know what, he, what he's doing. We, t- we said about it on the podcast a few times about saying... If he if he'd just closed his mouth, he'd probably still be Tottenham manager now. Maybe Villa under Lambert got lost in this kind of quagmire of tactics of counter-attacking football, which wasn't even that counter-attacking. Sherwood would break it down, put the wingers out there, use Benteke to his strengths, and you know what? I, they they won't go down. They'll survive, and um, they'll cause a lot of teams some problems. And I think they're they're playing us at home as well this season as well. Yeah, that game will be interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fuck but, um, but no, I mean, I don't think there's that many massive egos in there, just in the me. That I don't think. Even well, it's one massive ego now. Well, it's him. But I'm saying when he went to the Tottenham, 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 there are people who, there are people who were bought for a lot of money. I mean, he. This is the season where he bought seven players, and a lot yeah. of them he kind of um, ostracised and put Bentele, Ben Kane, and you know other young players in. So maybe, maybe I really will do that. But his, his legacy at Spurs overall is good. Even I mean even. With, Regarding his personality, that's another issue. But his, his legacy is good. He, he worked at the academy, mm. did brilliant work with them. Um, obviously, the Kane and Pencil debates will go on, but he did be- overall he did all right. He, he did better for an unqualified manager than I thought he would do. It was just his ability to manage the press that was an issue. I mean, um, I think kind of like Sherwood is built around the, the red nap 
kind of ilk and his tactics and how the game should be played. And I think with with Villa, if you know, stripping it back to a four four two, Villa aren't getting goals. And I think with the the wingers and the forward line that they have, I think they'll get goals if they push amount the amount of people forward and not be so restrictive um, as Lambert was. But I think kind of, I definitely think he'll save them. But then when it gets into the next season, and maybe the season after that, it's kind of progressing from after that. It's like you know that that reaction, steady the ship. We've got our pattern. This is how we play. But then people find out how you play, and then it's what then? How, how, how do you how do you counteract that? What was your plan B? What's your plan C? The, what the most beautiful thing I think about is um, Adebayor will be at Villa next yeah. summer. <laughs> I wish him all the luck, though. I've got got nothing against the guy. Yeah, I was going to ask actually because I didn't know what you was going to say, Barney. But how, how do you feel about Sherwood, Rick? No, no, you know, uh, the, the kind of the, the only stuff that grates on me is the Guna stuff. Yeah, um, but that doesn't but, exist but, for Villa now, does it? Well, you know, I, I mean, I, I've got no ill feelings towards Sherwood at all. Did you um, not have an issue with what, what he said after about the bottle, uh, I think it was against Chelsea, yeah. where that, that car crash of an interview, and he, he he's always going to be a man who talks with his heart on his sleeve, yeah. to use a cliche, um, but that isn't necessarily the... But sometimes it is. Sometimes fans love that. And I, and I think I think Villa fans will get behind it because they've had such a lack of identity, uh, identity for so long. I mean, uh, at Spurs as well, there's always this kind of talking behind closed doors that he was a snake and that he was, you know, undermining people's tactics but we don't and transfer. We? we don't know. And the thing is, you know, if, if if that did happen, you know, for me, the past is the past. Fuck it. You know, he, he's gone. He's gone to Villa. Let him crack on. Mate. He did we'll, do we'll, a we'll lot. Get on with our job. A lot of good stuff for Spurs as well. And in a roundabout way. It could benefit Spurs him being there because he'll know a lot of our academy players. Maybe they'll get a decent loan deal. If they get relegated, maybe even more of our players will, will go there. I mean, um, there's been a lot of talk on the forum and around Spurs fans about Luongo, for example. We've got um, if we buy him back, it would be for the amount we sold him for, I believe, which is about four hundred thousand. So he's um, impressing, isn't he? He has impressed. I and mean, in the Gold Cup, he did did pretty well. So. From the point of view of our academy players, maybe 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 he'll do well. I don't wish him any ill will. He's got all the credentials to be a good man. From the point of view of his playing, playing career, he's captain the Premier League winning team, played for England fortuitously, but he did play for England once. Um, um, the interview after the Chelsea game, to a degree, it probably was needed to give the players a kick up the arse. The players are going to walk off the ground and not applaud the fans who paid 60 quid to watch that train wreck of a game when we lost 4-0. Yep. And he insisted that they clapped the fans. And um, whether or not he's a goon, I mean, you know, we could be a bit on not arguing about that. But um, he does have a lot of heart. And a team in the position that Villa are in will appreciate someone who's, you know, does yeah. have his heart on his sleeve. Yeah, I, I agree that, with that completely. I, I, don't get me wrong, I, don't, I didn't like uh, Sherwood. Uh, I didn't think that he conducted himself well. People talk about you know the fact that what they what people say to the media is it, it, it doesn't really matter. But if you look at Pochettino as a prime example of that, he gives nothing away. He never says anything in an interview other than analysing the match, and even then it's in broken English, which doesn't really make much sense. But it's not really about him. The interviews are never really about no, him. No, it's always about the team, and and that's the kind of rhetoric that that, that Sherwood and Redknapp before him brought, and it's it, it does irritate. Even if do, the team are doing well, it irritates. I wasn't going to say anything, but except from agreeing with T that you know, 
it's not about Poch. It's it's always about the team, and it's kind of uh, the, any any questions that they ask and they try and get a right uh, uh, a rise out of him. He'll always it's kind of like. Not even switch it, he'll answer it, That he'll give an answer that doesn't answer that question. And he knows it doesn't, it's like, right, next one. Yeah. Not rise to it and say, well, you know, this this is my agenda, this is what I'm going to say. Because it isn't oh, important. I don't think that, no, it's just like, right, The press are one. not yeah. not important doesn't at all. matter. Football would exist easily without them. They just created this agenda that, they, they, that they're important. Yeah, Sherwood got his priorities wrong, but I will be eternally grateful for some decent performances. Um, the Benfica away game, I thought we were great. And he was the first one, maybe maybe he wasn't, it wasn't quite a left-wing role for Ericsson, but he was the first one to actually get performances out of Ericsson. He introduced us to Benelev, he introduced us to Kane, so I will be forever grateful for that, but... Perhaps none of that would have happened without him. He yeah. dropped him against Norwich, though. He dropped everything against Norwich. I'll always remember him for that. But the, did, he, did he play away? <laughs> no. Did, did Ericsson play in... Cause we were, no, because we, we lost 1-0 in... away to Norwich. And that game... But the game before we played out in... Was um, it Newcastle? No, no, we played a European game before that, I'm sure. Right, we played um, to um, Zagreb, with the one we had the 1882 game. What was it? Zag- Tbilisi, wherever, whatever. I was, was going to quickly say that... Um, a lot has been said about AVB never playing a game at the highest level, and Postino clearly has, and Sherwood clearly has, and um, I think playing a game at the highest level gives you the opportunity to handle the press and handle the pressure. And this is seeing the contrast between Postino who played for Argentina, playing at PSG, who were a decent team at the time, and how Sherwood handles the press. I think Sherwood has friends in the press, and that's kind of rubs people up the wrong way a little bit. Uh, leading on to that point. Again, Flav was saying, don't need journalists, don't need this, don't need that. Um, for people like Sherwood, it's kind of your, your bit of your bread and butter that keeps you in the job. You've you got your Mersons, Thompson, people on Sky, yeah, yeah. and English young manager, he's won the Premier League, you know, really enough for this stuff, give him more chance. That stuff buys you weeks. So to, to keep other, you know, to, to keep journalists and uh, other presenters and whatever on your side will work to his favour. Okay, uh, that's enough from Sherwood. Yeah. Um, best of luck to Villa and their fans. If you can get your head round his uh, uh, ability to deal with press, then you'll enjoy him because his football ultimately is going to be expressive and the kind of football you want. He's a football man. Oh, yeah, how funny it would be if Villa went down. I'd love it. <laughs> I'd, I'd absolutely love it. I, 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 don't, I don't get this whole thing about players leaving your club and you think, oh, wish him well. They, as soon as they leave Spurs, they're dead. Yeah. Bow, dead they're to me. Dead, dead. Unless he comes back, dead to me. Sharon, uh, dead dead to me. Modric, dead. They're all gone. Ziki yeah. Fly is dead. <laughs> see, see. Oh, no, he'll never die. <laughs> he lives on. Is that one of them? I was reading the blog today because on the, um, on the Fighting Cock front page and there was someone like waxing lyrical about how Zeki Fries would be our future number one centre-back. Brilliant. And we, really? pu- we published that. Oh, what I published did we? Really? What I published. Yeah, well, we, we'll publish the views we'll of the fans. It. it doesn't matter, even if we don't agree with it. We have a disclaimer at the bottom. Yeah. The views in this article <laughs> do not represent those of the Fighting Cock podcast. I keep saying the podcast, the Fighting Cock is bigger than this. Although, given the fact that this is the only thing I do anymore, clearly isn't. Um, yeah, uh, a quick shout out to the guy who was not wanking for 2015. Yeah, heroes and villains in the forum. Heroes and villains in the Fighting Cock forum. He lasted 30 days, which ain't too bad. 
But the reason he gave was that he didn't doesn't get sex regularly enough. It's pathetic, pathetic reason. It's it like you're not scoring enough goals, so I'm gonna I'm, I'm not I'm not getting sex. I'm gonna start wanking again. So you he need said, a striker going inside uh, the fight. He said I've learned a lot, uh, learned a lot during this month though, and uh, I'll be keeping my wank efforts low. Once a week, I reckon, will give me many benefits. I felt while still being able to release some stress. I think that's a poor effort. It's weak. Yeah. It's like it's like trying to give up smoking and then smoking once a week and then that cigarette once a but week turns into a cigarette every day. Hey, hey, Barley, hang on. Hold up, mate. Don't use cigarette analogy. There's nothing wrong with <laughs> I was going to say... Are you still not smoking? Not right. smoking. Still clean. Um, I was going to say, a number of people asked the question about the NoFap 2015. We don't have to. We don't have to excuse every decision we make. I know people don't like us talking about wanking, but... Every man does it, and eighty percent of women do it. Yeah, we do. And they are interested, even if they pretend they're not. They're making extra effort to make an example of us for talking about wanking, when they're probably bashing it out five times a day. Listen to this podcast. Listen, listen to yeah. Do you reckon they? Well, actually, they can send this in anonymously. <laughs> if, if anyone has ever bashed one out, listening to the fighting, not listening to us, they might have been watching porn at the man, same time. Man or woman, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Whoever you are. If you've ever listened, if the fighting cock could be in the background, but you've not won out while listening to it, or it's been it been around, just let us know, and we'll talk about it next week, and we'll it, just. Just let us know. I'd like to know that. If it's Ricky, at Ricky TFC, DM me. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it. Drop some bass in your voice so the vibrations go <laughs> Of course, T was mentioned You're before. You're presuming it's a man. Well, T was mentioned... Anyone. <laughs> T mentioned before how we're like well, three-dimensional. great thought to think of women just flicking the bean, listening but, to us talk. But what I mean is T was talking about three-dimensional fighting cock. How about four-dimensional where you actually plug the podcast into like a fleshlight? And you use the tones of our voice to stimulate the fleshlight. What's a fleshlight? It's one of those, <laughs> like, fuck. it's those torches with, like, it looks like a pussy, but it's a torch, and you, you fuck it. Do you own it? No, I don't own it, but I've seen it. I think it Joe Rogan advertises them. You yeah. know a lot about that. Yeah, so genuinely, if anyone's ever managed to climax, listen to the fighting car, please let us know. Um, I, I want to know. I'd want to know as well. Yeah, I'll probably climax that email. <laughs> Male or female. Can I can I send stuff in because I I climax to my own voice. Yeah, oh, it's cool. <laughs> uh, all right, last question. Um, if you were to lose one of the uh, sorry, if you were to lose only one of the so-called big three of Loris, Ericsson and Kane, which one would you be least upset about losing this summer? It's, it's a tough question. It is a big one. Loris and Eriksson are established. You think about what they've done. Players. All of them, though. And it's, but Kane, is he a flash in the pan? Is this like a one-season wonder thing? You don't know. So you know Loris is you know Loris's class. Yeah, you know Eriksson's class. Yeah. Kane, as much as he's brilliant, he's only been brilliant for a short period of time. So do you cut your losses and think? I'd rather keep those two, but then you lose the whole kind of schoolboy Spurs fan. Yeah. You know, you got you got to weigh it up. It's it's a tough decision, but at this exact moment, I'd I'd cut Kane loose. I'd keep Loris and keep oh, Eric. Really? Cut Kane loose. It's harsh, oh, but you know hand. what are you gonna do? Maybe Kane. Maybe Kane turns out to. Be, maybe gets found out. Maybe he's. Maybe I'm not saying he is. But I know. What, I know. What if he is? But people are talking fan. talking about him like he's a hybrid of Shearer and Sheringham. Like that's perfect. No, no, but no, what no, if he's thing, not? The thing is, though, this is, this is this is this is what I love. Uh, it's the honesty, Bardi. That 
you know, like you're saying, flash in the pan. I mean, look, look I'll admit, like when when Kane first came on the scene, I was like, he's not he's not going to be playing for Tottenham for that much longer. And then he did, and I was like, he's still not going to be playing for Tottenham that much. Longer. And then now look at him now, and he is doing absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Could I just and, say and one then thing? He comes into the second season, and you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But again, like. Just like anyone who is listening to this podcast, I am a football fan. I'm not a fucking scout. I can't predict anything. And some people, we all, we all get it wrong. So it doesn't matter what really what you say. And you look back in hindsight and think, fucking hell, I, I made that or I said that. And it's funny because I got it wrong. But at the moment, Kane is playing the form of his life. Um, and whether or not that happens for a second season, we'll live to see it. But... Mario Jardel, what was his scoring record before he came, came I, to it, Bolton? It was brutal. But no, but he came to Bolton at the end of his career. It was brutal. It doesn't matter. But the, the, the thing is, we, we don't know where Kane's going <laughs> to go from here. But the thing is, Loris and Ericsson, they're, they're already there. Uh, T, have you got anything? Do you know the question? Was you listening? I'd, I'd get rid of Ericsson. <gasps> Any reason? Well, I think given his position, is probably the most expendable. Obviously, you can take free kicks and do stuff, but there's games when... I don't want to get rid of any of the three, really, but I just think... Let's get rid of one of the three. <laughs> we ain't getting rid of them. They're all staying. I know we've got this kind of mindset of so us... So why did you make me and Ricky... No, I question? didn't even answer it. I would have said Lloris. <laughs> oh, OK, OK, okay but... Well, I kind of agree with them, now. No, fuck <laughs> it. None of them are going. They're all staying. And they're going to... You know, we've had this problem with... It started with Berbatov, then with Modric... Then with Bale, Carrick actually, it started with Carrick. Start with Chris Waddle. No more. Start with Gaza. No more. No more. No more. No more. This is it. No more eating for anybody in football anymore. Oh, Real, yeah, to be fair. We have got the nucleus of a great team. We've got an amazing manager. We've got an amazing youth scout in Paul Mitchell. We've got Baldini who has his European network. <laughs> he's 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 kind of o- octopus, like tentacles spreading Stops throughout the globe. Goes to Roma, doesn't go anywhere else. <laughs> he goes to River Plate. He knows River Plate. <laughs> well, he, he's out there like a little rash, like a virus. He's taking all these little players that, that that no one knows about. We've got the greatest setup in world football, <laughs> and in five years. And this podcast is going to ride on the back of Tottenham's right <laughs> a, a, a rise to glory. We will win the World Club Championship. <laughs> we won't even want to. And we'll retain it ten times. We will indeed. And this has been the Fighting Cop Podcast. Thank you very much, Ricky. Thanks for uh, having me. Oh, fuck. If you're still listening, we've got some uh, knitwear that you're... Uh, the Car- Carmel, does she still listen? Yeah, of course she does. Really? Four yeah. seasons in? Four seasons She doesn't in. even like football? Yeah, she did. well, she's Tottenham fan now, isn't she? God bless her. I love her to bits. And I'm single now, so Carmel, if you ever fancy a bit... <laughs> Let's have it. Let's se- have it. Send me an email. Yeah. OK, uh, uh, yeah, so she's knitted uh, a fighting cock hat uh, and two fighting cock um, scarves. One of them is, like, plush, the other one's... Um, less plush. <laughs> uh, uh, but if what, what we want to know is what your is it cup final stories. Your cup final stories. Didn't we say middle name? Yeah, we did. Well, yeah. Is oh, it, you gonna really do that? What's wrong with that? People gonna fucking lie. Yeah, they'll say Glenn. Because they can always scan their passports. All right, fuck it. All right, send us in your best cup final stories. Um, if they're audio, they'll get preference over written. 
but send them in and we'll include them in the podcast next week uh, because it's the cup final podcast uh, but if you can audio them then you know that would be amazing but uh, write them on with stick and fighting cock you'll get this This uh, we'll, we'll take a picture on Instagram and post it Okay, T, thanks a lot for coming down. Thank you. Bardi. Thank you. Legend. Ricky, love you. Cheers. And I've been Flav. This is the Fighting Cop Podcast. Talk. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Talk. A camel shirt. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Sports Social Podcast Network.